Hi and welcome to the Bookkeepers podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here with Joe Wood and Libby Walklet from The Ethical Bookkeeper. Hi Libby, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, yeah, busy as always, but yeah, I'm okay. Oh, it's really nice to see you. Uh, we had a nice chat with Libby a week or so ago when we were talking with the AAT as well. And I think we didn't feel like we got enough of you. We didn't have, like, we didn't cover all the things we'd love to have spoken to you about on that session. So we're really excited to learn about your practice. Now, Libby, gr- growing up, you know, we talk about success all the time. You know, we have the, the success program and the success lounge and success is what, what, it's all about for us but I think people often have this kind of misconception that they're like well I'm you know six figures isn't my goal so I don't know if this is the community for me but actually we really know that that success means different things to different people and what I'd really love to know from you is when you started on your journey to run your own business what were you hoping for when it comes to success what would success look like for you um well I'm not exactly money driven um I'm not bothered about being rich. I just want enough. Um, It was more about the flexibility and being able to be there for my family. So I have a lot of caring responsibilities. So my idea of success is probably quite different to other people's ideas. Um, And that's okay. So running my own business, so I went fully self-employed in December. I've now gone limited and back registered. I thought I'd get in there early because that's always been Joe's advice and yours. So um, I took your advice and and it's given me the ability to be able to work how I want to and when I want to. And that's been the biggest thing because um, my mum has been seriously ill recently and a lot of the admin has been during the day. It's all the phone calls, the visits. There's so much unbelievable amount to sort out. And if I'd been working in an office, nine to five, Monday to Friday, I'd have been incredibly unreliable. I'd have been on the phone all the time. It's out of my control. It has to be dealt with. And I'm the only one that can deal with that. But this way, if I need to drop everything, I can. And then I can work evenings if I need to, or weekends, or I can get up early, or I can work on the bank holiday if I choose to, because... Um, I've been able to do what I need to do during the week so it means I need to make up for it I can do that and it's fine so in terms of success it might not be everybody's idea of what a successful business is but it works for me and my family and I think it's really interesting Libby that um, I think I think you'd be surprised I think a lot of people do want flexibility as a goal And I think, you know, obviously coming out of COVID, lots of people felt that they also wanted security and something that actually that they could control. Regardless, they're not scared. None of us are scared of putting in the hours. None of us are scared of working. But we just sometimes can't work in the traditional nine to five. And I think, you know, for me, when I started, it was because I had a newborn baby 20 years ago and I wanted, you know, I didn't want to go back to the nine to five. But I know me and you speak about the fact that we are called like a sandwich, you know, we're the sandwich generation because we've still got children that we're bringing up and into the world. But then we've got parents and, you know, people that we need to be looking after at the moment, Um, you know, and I'm going through the same, you know, my mother-in-law passed away and we're having to, there's a lot of admin and things that need to be done. And you can't decide on those hours of the day when you need to do these things. So, um, and, you know, and health issues, et cetera, 
they don't run on a timetable which allows you to go and be really present nine to five and then you know deal with health in the evenings it doesn't work like that does it so I think it's a I think it's something that maybe everybody wants some of it but it feels more normal to talk about I'm going to go and earn loads of money and I, I, I tell you why as well I think people have if you've been brought up in a family that self-employment isn't the norm or people other people get scared for you so I think it's easier for you to say well I'm going to earn more money doing this way because they can understand that if you're saying I'm going to build more flexibility they might think it's a bit wishy-washy and um and don't really understand your motives and think well you're you're putting yourself at risk and it's a very risky situation and they care for you so I think there's a lot of there's a lot of things as to why people don't admit openly at the beginning of their journey that I'm doing it for flexibility. And um, no, it's what, okay. So question for you, you've named your business, the ethical bookkeeper. What's the story behind that? Uh, it, it's sort of come from a, a, a number of um, previous jobs, really. So there's the whole ethical, you know, looking after the environment, looking after the planet, supporting small local businesses, people that pay their taxes, maybe not the huge corporations that dodge them. I won't go into that in too much depth. Um, but I've also, um, I've also come across a few um, unethical people at work and um, I didn't want to work with people like that. And I was really determined to build myself a business that I could be proud of. And proud of what it stands for so it's um i mean it is only me at the moment but uh i mean certainly i will be looking to take on some employees in the future and i want to be able to give people opportunities that they might not have otherwise been able to have so i'm looking at the apprenticeship schemes to give somebody a really good start in life so that they can see how it all works um and you know maybe other people that are carers whether that doesn't matter if it's children disabled and um, elderly parents as well so people that have got so much to offer and so much to give back but they can't do a traditional monday to friday nine to five job i wish i'd had that when i so when i'd had uh, my children i wanted to work flexibly i had some uh it was quite a long time ago now and i had some issues with that and so they lost me in the end and they've lost all my skills um and it, it just it's such a shame you just give a little bit and you get so much back employees are your greatest asset so i really want to look after my employees i want to build relationships with my suppliers i want to pay them on time or early you know it's just little things like that and looking after your clients and treating them with respect um it's it's all of those things um that i want to do and just be a good person and treat people properly because life is short and you know why would you be any other way um it's also um steering well clear so it's like my invisible force field i wanted to still steer clear of um anybody that wanted to do anything remotely dodgy so that they wouldn't even they wouldn't even contemplate working with me they'd take one look at my business name and think not not going to use her I hear so many horror stories all the time from other accountants and bookkeepers, more often than not involving, you know, Dave down the pub, who's got all the answers. I don't want those sort of clients. So um, that was, yeah, hence the reason for the name. Oh, love that, Libby. Thank you for sharing that. Um, 
tell us about so I love this all this about flexibility and I think we can't talk about this enough because I think this is such a big a big challenge in the industry and it's one of my it's one of my things definitely and I'm you know people in our community will know my husband hasn't been very well so I get it like all of the like phone calls in the day and like you know it you just have to do all the things don't you it's just how it is um when you're like in that when you've got all those challenges coming at you so you're you're working and then you've also got like life stuff happening around to you how are you keeping motivated Libby like what are you focusing on to keep the momentum happening there's a so first of all my first top tip would be that you get that network around you so you find the support whether that's your family your friends whether it's your mates from the six-figure bookkeepers which is my greatest source of comfort and inspiration and you know you guys and everyone in the group are the people that keep me going um that's really important because i know it's difficult and it would be very easy to give up to go and sit in bed and not want to get up in the morning so it's a real combination of things so um it's those it's the small incremental gains that make all the difference to the business so it might be things like um finding a new app um a software package a better bank account um the talk that you've offered to do the podcast chatting on social media posts making those real human connections particularly at um accountancy shows or networking events and it doesn't need it doesn't need to be one huge push which you know if you do that you might regret it if you end up with an equally huge influx of work so and it's okay to be slow it's the combination of all those small advances that you know gradually they build your business they build your confidence um so it, you just you use all the resources you can you can find so some people will um I don't want to generalize some people hide behind the software the software won't make up for a lack of experience or knowledge so if you're not at a point where you want to use it and it's stressing you out and giving you the overwhelm then don't use it that's okay but if you're going to use it i mean i use things like um uh dash lane for my passwords so i don't uh i don't probably don't use every single aspect of it but if i can log on from my phone my computer my ipad and i've got all of those um passwords saved then that's going to make my life a little bit easier how many how much time do you spend changing passwords and going oh i can't remember what the password is it's little bits and pieces here and there so um i've got rid of my second mobile phone i'm now using circle loop for my phone calls um that's been really good very easy to use very uh, it's not it doesn't cost me very much um using things like canva and then it's using stuff so i use um a software called otter.ai um to you to do my voice notes so if i'm out and about and i think oh i really want to jot some notes down i'll do it on there and then it transcribes for you and it's free um and i think that free apps even if you're just using them a little bit is better than nothing at all so i don't get stressed that i'm not using every single feature of a software because if it just helps to take some of that pressure away then it's worth doing isn't it so um and then it, it's the um oh i also use um 
uh, my iPhone for um, reading documents. So if you've got a long report to read, there's a feature on your iPhone that you can use to read it. So you can be making the dinner at the same time as listening to a report. Um, and all you know, all the books that I read, I use Audible. It's no good me trying to read at bedtime because I instantly go to sleep if I read a book. <laughs> so Audible is great, which means that I can be um, I can be getting exercise, um, getting some fresh air, going for a walk in the woods at the same time as listening to a book and learning. I saw an owl last night. Oh, <laughs> I actually saw an owl. I looked up. There was an owl in the woods. I looked at it, it looked at me. I tried to take a photo and then off it flew. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, but, like, sometimes it's okay as well not to be listening to a book and learning something. It's okay if you need to go out and just listen to some music because that's good for you, then do it or dance around your kitchen. So, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, use everything you can and balance your you know, mental health at the same time. Mm. balance is the word isn't it it's about finding that way that you can build a business that works for you which is what we always say and and, and that is very personal to everybody but we've got to kind of tune into our boundaries Kath was talking to us about boundaries yesterday wasn't she and just knowing where they are and what what is and isn't going to work for us and then thinking okay how do I get a bit more of myself back today because um, I have too much over here and I need to be a bit more over here and and how do we do that so it's, it, I love hearing about like thinking, right, okay, that I can do that bit of that is going to help me, but I don't need to do all of that. This, this, the problem I need to solve is in that specific aspect there. And for now, that's fine. Yeah. And, 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 and multitasking as well, then it's, you know, it's, it's using your time in the most efficient way because you can't do it all. You know, it's, and I it, it, think even things like getting enough sleep switch everything off if you can get enough sleep everything feels a little bit better i i don't have a problem sleeping thank goodness but uh you know after a good night's sleep it's uh yeah it's it everything feels a little bit better in the morning all the things that you might have worried about the day before have kind of settled and then you know you're ready to go for it so that's that yeah that's key for me as well absolutely libby you often talk about um, I mean, it's, I think it's fair to say we all have that kind of fight with ourselves about our expertise and whether we're good enough. And when you spoke about um, your journey with AAT and going through the qualification and when they called you back and asked you if you were tutor, you were like just amazed that they even thought you were good enough. And I think we all have that kind of fight. Am I good enough? Am I not? But you, you have done some like you really work your network like you you are now happy with the fact that you are not the expert in it. And I can see that in how you use apps as well. Like you said, you know, I'll use it that bit. But I don't need to know everything about it. I don't need to be the best and I don't need to be the expert of everything about that thing. I need it for that. That works. And I'm you made peace with that. And it seems like since we've got to know you and like known you for a while now is that you seem to have got a lot better with the fact that you are not an expert in everything. I mean, you're you are bloody amazing at a lot of things, but you also, you use your network to build your confidence. Do you want to talk about how you, how you do that? I, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> so I think, I think it basically comes down to the fact that I like people, but if you'd seen me at um, the first networking, so I went to accounting web, that was a couple of years ago now, 
and um, I didn't know anyone and it was massive and daunting and we were coming out of COVID and it was all quite scary and I found a couple of people to hang about with that I sort of knew a bit. It's incredible to see the difference between where I was then and where I am now, even to the point where it's pretty much the anniversary for me of Accountex. So last year, I couldn't even get on a train on my own. I hadn't been on a train for donkey's years. I'd never been on on my own. The thought of going to London, navigating the underground was terrifying. So I travelled halfway across the country. I stayed in a hotel in Chelmsford where I used to work. Um, and I met with Carly Clark. Hi, Carly. Um, and Carly used to travel into London all the time. So she went with me. Um, she helped me with which, which she, she couldn't go on the second day so I was going to have to go on my own so she told me where to get on where to get off she kept an eye on me all the way in she was absolutely brilliant I'd taken photographs of the of the stations <laughs> sounds ridiculous now and between now and uh, it, it, well then and up until now really I've been to London numerous times so I've been in for the AAT we've been to the Shaft for the book launch I've been to all the other accountancy events. I'm on and off the train all the time. I do it all on my own. Um, it's incredible. But um, I think, you know, in terms of in terms of networking, getting out there. So don't think that I don't have all the answers. And it isn't easy because you are you're constantly pushing yourself to do something that you feel a little bit uncomfortable about. And but I like people. And I think that that's where it comes from. And I'm used to um, speaking um, with a massive range of people with different backgrounds of, you know, all, all sorts of people. So from the teaching and a lot of it comes from appearing on stage and doing my amateur dramatics and operatics because, um, you know, you, you're meeting with people from such a wide um, range of backgrounds there and and ages and you talk to all of them all the time so it doesn't it, it it doesn't bother me i'll talk to anyone um and actually the more things you go to the more people you start to engage with so when you go back the second or third time to an event you've actually started to grow your network because you think oh i'm going to go and pop and see this software supplier and that software supplier and oh look there's my friend from the six figure bookkeepers um, so it does get easier, but what I did find as well, so last year my sister-in-law um, passed away and it was really sudden. And I think at that point I did think, I just, I don't care anymore. <laughs> don't, I could be dead tomorrow. Um, I'm just gonna go for it. So that was when I became a bit more active on social media and I got a bit more confident in my posts. And I thought, hang on, this is my business. Uh, I'm gonna do it the way that I want to. So I just chat to people on social media like I could do face to face. And, and I've built up a following. Um, apparently, I'm quite famous on social media. I disagree, but, um, but I would. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think the thing is, and it's, and it's don't look at where I am now, look at where I was a year and a half ago, because it is just lots of little things. And once you book something, you're then committed to go into that event. So you can just deal with that, just, just, compartmentalize things so i'm going to just do that event don't go like oh in a year and a half i want to be like libby and talking to everybody and licking i don't actually lick people i did lick claire that one time but you know we'd had a few uh, 
<laughs> so it's just it, it's, it's just the, the, lots of little things lots of little steps don't compare yourself to somebody that's way ahead on that journey if you guys look back at where you were three years ago mm-hmm. you've come as well yeah, oh my gosh, do you know what? We were talking to Jill in our team about this yesterday and uh, and she said, you know, you girls, you should just remember what, you know, what your first videos were like. And we were like, all right, <laughs> don't, don't rub it in. But that's the thing, you know, like I think people think often, uh, you know, it comes easy to them because they do it all the time, but it only becomes easy to us because we do it all the time. And and I think that's it, Libby. You you know, you've you've made those small changes. It's those marginal gains, like you said, those incremental little micro goals that you're setting for yourself. So although it's not like there's been this... Um, it's like an evolution you, yes. you've gone from this place that there, there was obviously this trigger for you last year and you were like hang on I've got to, you know I'm going to take control now this is this is my decision this is what I want to do with myself and my business and then you you've just built on that steadily because like you said you've got to still have balance and you've got to do it around family and other commitments and things that you've got going on so you can just keep that momentum and then it builds so it was really interesting to hear what you're saying about um you know how you felt about going to your first event because obviously there are a lot of events coming up this year what would you say to somebody who's going to their first accountancy event this year like how can they get there and not feel well you know how can they go there and feel comfortable with it if it's it's not what they would normally do so I would definitely suggest the first thing is to try and find somebody to go with or to tag along with and then you don't feel so alone there are so many people um who are nervous about it, who have never been, who are not used to these events. It just terrifies them. See if you can find someone to go with um, and, and just team up. That would be the first thing. Or if you can't plan to meet somebody there when you get there um, or find if you've got uh, maybe your professional body might be there or if you belong to the 6FB group, then, you know, we'll all be, there'll be loads of us there, I'm sure. So come and find one of us as well. Um, also I would look at what's going on before the event so for account text there's an app you can see who the speakers are what all the talks are you know where they are it's really overwhelming when you get there you will walk in there will be tons of people loads of stands and the software supplier I mean the software suppliers let's face it they're there to do a job and that's sales so I kind of walk like this because I don't want to (laughs) I don't want to be tempted by any other softwares but if you can have a look and think right I'm already working with um, Zero, Sage, QuickBooks, whoever you're working with um, I'm going to go along just have a little chat with them say oh I'm one of your customers go and have a little chat with them that might help you to settle in or you might want to go and meet with other suppliers so it might be I'll give them a mention it might be accountancy manager that you're kind of thinking about using that software and you know you want to go and have a demo and you can actually connect with somebody in the team speak to them face to face um, while you're there and, and that will make you feel better so plan a little bit um, and maybe you want to go to some particular talks so you can see where they're going to be. Have a look um, at the layout, um, where all those stands are going to be and how the numbering system works and what time you need to be at a particular talk. So you've got a bit of a plan and just allow a little bit of flexibility in there as well for coffee and cake. Um, you know, and just, you know, just chatting to friends. But when you're there, you 
get so much, is so much more you can get out of it. It's not just the talks. It's not just meeting with software suppliers. It is actually making those relationships, you know, building them. It's networking. It's talking to other bookkeepers and accountants about what they do every day, what their top tip, tip is, you know, just getting to know people because, you know, that will then, will continue. You'll be still talking to those same people that you connected with next week in six months time, in six years time, who knows? Um, so don't see it as just, oh, it's a CPD event and I'm going to go and learn some stuff. I'm going to listen to HMRC waffle on about why they can't answer the phones in less than 52 minutes. Um, <laughs> um, it, it's so much more than that. And mm. the more you throw yourself into it, the more you'll get out of it. Plus, you've got the parties and the breakfasts and things like that. So you've got all of those additional opportunities to go and speak to people and, and you know, find people that you really connect with, that you really like. and it will just it's the gift that gives keeps on giving you know definitely just throw yourself into it amazing advice and I cannot believe do you know I I'd forgotten that I remember now you turning up at AccountX and you showing I think you showed me a picture of you at a train station or something and you was like I've got here by myself and now looking at the Libby and I see you you like Libby on you've got a tour jacket and you literally tour the country meeting with other bookkeepers I hadn't put those two together. Like I'd forgotten that that Libby was around back a year ago because it does seem such like a such a journey you've been on. And so you've been on this confidence journey. And this is the thing. It's not all about the money. It's about so many things. Um, and your confidence journey. I mean, as well, can we just say at the PQ Awards last week, you performed in front of how many hundreds of people? I mean. Yeah, a lot. A lot of people, and you couldn't get on a train this time last year without having someone support you. It's it's actually mind-blowing. Um, well, I'm just disappointed that I didn't win the PQ Accountancy Personality of the Year, but I'm going to go for that again. <laughs> I think you should go for it next year. I think, yeah. It was, I think, it was a tough category when yeah. you see who was in it. So, um, it, you know, it's not surprising. It, yeah, I have, um, literally, I'm just going to cover a shot of it. I have on my desk i still have all my train tickets so i've got um zero con digital accountancy show and accountex and it's like my journey i can't get rid of them because oh. forget how far you've come you look at the things that you're not doing i'm not good enough i don't have the qualifications i don't i don't know how to use this software i'm not doing what that person's doing oh god look at that yeah that's enough isn't it yeah. um yeah, it's, it's, and it's so easy as well to you look at, I look at people, other people in the group and I think, oh, that person's doing that and that person's doing that and that one's got an amazing tech background and look at all of the things that they can do. But what happens in your head, they kind of all merge together and you start to, you're, I'm sure your mind plays tricks on you and you think everybody's doing all of these things and you start to feel like you're not good enough and I should be doing those things. And then you push yourself to the limits. Well, the reality of it is that there are still bookkeepers and accountants out there who can barely use software, who don't have any social media going on, who don't even have a website, who probably don't even have, I know of an, uh, of an accountant who has a Hotmail email address. There are people that are not doing anything. We are well ahead of them, even if we're not doing everything and 
the more you allow this this to get into your head the more you will really push yourself and you will push yourself to a point where you'll burn out and i've seen it happen numerous times you've got to try and it's really i'm i don't have the answers i'm not an expert <laughs> just remind you that you've got to try and find the balance and sometimes that's why we need these groups these friends these networks of of you know of other people and other business owners because you need someone else to say to you hang on a minute slow down go for a walk put the kettle on dance around the kitchen write a to-do list do a brain dump because you're so in it and you're pushing yourself so hard that you can't see you can't see what's go what's happening to you and then you've got somebody that's ill or you get ill yourself that's it you've tipped yourself over the edge you won't cope so you've got to try to allow that space to do the nice things which actually takes me on to the fact that i went to chessington last last week uh with annabelle barnes um bookkeeper extraordinaire as well and um you know so okay so i had to i worked some of the bank holiday but we had an absolutely brilliant day out together. It was amazing. We had a laugh. Um, she wouldn't go on the log flume because um, she doesn't like getting wet. So I had to go on my own. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> it was fun. Um, but, but so, you, you know, it gives us a really nice day out away from the desk, away from everything. But we spent all day talking about bookkeeping and accountancy and, you know, so many other things as well so actually you've had a day working on your business but you've also had an awesome day out so you, you know it's it's balanced but in a slightly different way and maybe in a way that other people wouldn't think of doing it it's not the first thing that comes to mind is it no but I, I think you're right we've got to be really aware of our tendency because we like we care about what we do and we want to throw everything into it and and we do particularly when we're juggling other life things we have this tendency to burn out and we see it uh, regularly so we have to kind of have that plan don't we so you know if something comes up in life we're ready for it and we've got a plan how do you make sure Libby like if you've got other um you said about sort of shifting work around and maybe like you'd have a day off one day and then maybe do a bit of work over the weekend and I, I guess you've kind of made your peace with that's that's going to work for me in terms of the pattern that I need how do you make sure that you've got that free space so that if something comes up you can I don't know, like a, an appointment or something with a family member um, that you can then move work around. Does that, do you allow yourself that breathing space in the diary? So <laughs> the diary gets full quite quickly because I'm also, um, I'm a, well, I'm a trustee for the AAT. So things like that go into the diary a, a, a year ahead. So they're set in stone and then I've got other things so the accountancy events for me at the moment are a non-negotiable I'm going and and that's you know that covers my CPD it covers the mental health because I'm going to have a laugh and have some fun while I'm there as well as learning um and then I try to get in any other appointment so there's always stuff you know orthodontist for the kids both of them um you know the medical appointments that actually what I'm in I'm in very good health it it all happens around me so um we've got a like google calendar with everybody's appointments on it so I can see what's coming up um and I can plan around it so at, what actually happens is that the work needs to be very 
fluid and flexible. So I do try to have a couple of days when I'm um, at my desk most of the day. Um, and then, you know, if I need to work later in the evening or if I need to work at the weekend, then all of that's quite flexible as well. So I'm quite lucky in that respect that my clients are, you know, not massively demanding. They don't want me there every single day. They don't need particular days of the week. So it does give me a lot of flexibility. Um, but, it, it, you know, it is, it is difficult. Sometimes you literally have to drop everything. So I've had a phone call uh, just before this um about mum's continuing care needs and you know that's not in my diary that's a oh have you got time to talk to me now okay yes I have so at the same time as I'm doing that I'm thinking right so the work that I would have done I'm now going to do that you know okay I'll have to work a little bit later this evening how do I still get my walk in the woods into this evening as well so it, that's why I'm using um the tech as well just to assist me in any way it can. I don't, I, I'm, I'm really keen not to lose the, the human touch that I've got. It's, it's about me and it's about the people. Um, I don't want to automate everything, but if I can use some of that to help me, brilliant, you know, just to take some of the pressure off. Sounds good. I'm loving the idea of having a walk in the woods and potentially seeing an owl at night. I'm not a very very nice way to like wrap up off the day and like put work you know work to one side I've I've noticed it's something really strange I once um because I work from home it's hard to sometimes get out of that get out of that headspace and be in work mode and turn into mum mode and go and so for me I have to either like I don't know get the get the hoover out and physically like I'm now mum mode or it has to be a physical or start cooking it's like that's my transition. I have to physically do something. If I just walked in here and went to sit on the sofa, my brain would be thinking, you know, of work and I wouldn't turn, you know, I wouldn't turn into mum. So we have to find these and getting out in nature is one of those things. It kind of like, you know, draws a line in what you've just done before and then you get to choose what you do afterwards. And it's those little tips that you have to learn that no one teaches you. How do you how do you run a business from home and still have a home life? Things like that. It's it's, it's, you know, these things we have to learn as we go along. So Libby, what, you know, you've said at the moment, you're, you are, you are the business at the moment, it's you on your own, but maybe one day you might want to grow. You've been on such a personal journey over this last year. If we were to talk this time next year, what were you, would you hope to have achieved in that year? What are, what are the, the, the goals and the, the things you want to get over? I mean, confidence wise, Goodness knows, if you have the same confidence journey this by this time next year, I mean, you're going to be on Britain's Got Talent or something. <laughs> oh, and I have a, I have a secret I can't tell you either, Joe. But you know, I can't. Yeah, so it's quite. You never, you just never know what might be coming. So it is quite exciting. Um, I, I have, um, I've got a couple of talks coming up at the Growth Hub. So you do them free. You do like a three-hour workshop. Um, and I'm hoping that I might pick up some new clients that way. But um. I've I've kind of decided which direction I want my business to grow in, um, but I've got a lot of other kind of backup plans. So if everything falls apart, I've got a number of routes that I can go down where people have said to me, if you're looking for any work, please come and see me. Um, so that's that's always quite reassuring because it's, you know, it's quite scary. And particularly going from employed work to fully self-employed took me a long, long time. <laughs> it's it you know it's a big worry as to how you're gonna 
keep that income. Um, yeah, so um, I've got, yeah, I think I've got some stuff coming coming that way. Um, I want to try and have a much more solid process in my business, so um, more streamlined. And I think what's caused me some issues has been where you go to a bigger business and they've already got everything set up and you have to adapt to their way of working. And that's quite hard. And they also sometimes can't get out of that employee mindset. So I think it's not quite worked for me in the way that I'd hoped. So I'm going to be a little bit firmer about who I'm working with and what softwares I'm using and have people from earlier on in their businesses where they don't quite know what they need and I can get in there early on and then guide them so that we end up with this lovely process, um, which also means that it will be easier for me to employ because we'll all be using the same software and everyone will be going through the same process. And so um, uh, I also know that I will continue to have um, responsibilities to mum. Um, and that even if she's in a care home, you know, it's not going to end now. I don't know quite how long this is going to go on for or what form it will take. So I'm if I look at sort of this time next year, I still know that I need some flexibility built into my business. So um, I'm not going to I'm not going to have a massive push in terms of growth because I think it would be too much for me to cope with. And if things go wrong, it's you know it's quite a dangerous situation, isn't it? So um, I'm not a I'm not a massive risk taker. I'm sure that other people would you know would would go for it, but I'm just going to go softly, softly. Look after myself first because if I don't look after me, then I'm not going to be able to look after anybody else. So um, yeah, I think I think there'll be some changes. Um, it would be really interesting to look back at this chat and do it again next year and then see where things have moved on to. I can't imagine, you know, if I'd look back to last year, I can't imagine that I, you know, and I'm in a book. <laughs> oh, lovely. Yeah. I love that. Um, you, you get to choose what your business looks like and you get to go at the pace that you want to go at. That, that is totally okay. So you choose what you feel comfortable with and you take it a step at a time. That's the, like you've said, you've said all the way through this interview, it's the way to, make those incremental gains while you're feeling like you're growing the business in the way that's right for you that that's that's got to be what it's about and that's the way to keep the balance and all of the all the things we've been talking about during this session um I, it's been lovely to hear from you Libby thank you ever so much for sharing about your journey I love watching you grow in confidence every time I see you you just light up the room and you've always got a group of people around you because like Libby is where the action is so you know I, well I keep I, other people tell me I'm a star um I've been told that everybody needs some Libby in their life I'm not oh. sure if that's true, true or not but um I think it, you know the people that I want to work with as well um I want it to be people that want that extra support. They want accountability. They want somebody that they can bounce ideas off and somebody that goes the extra mile. And I think somewhere I've got this real energy and enthusiasm that's contagious. So when I work with people that I really connect with, I know that we can build something amazing because then I'll have your best interests at heart. I want what's best for you. So I don't, I wouldn't just want to work with anyone. I just want to work with the people that I know I can, will get the greatest benefit from it. 
and and there's no point in working with people if your heart's not in it so for me it's all about the people that I that I want to work with that's so important you just you know with you've got that much energy you work with somebody else and you you know you can achieve anything Aww. really and and I try and at the moment I try to do that um you know with some of the other bookkeepers so like I say I don't have all the answers but you know together you can really build something amazing so um yeah just more of that really amazing oh look thank you ever so much for today and thanks everyone who's been here and all the great like everyone loves you Libby all the great comments here about you I haven't even seen any comments <laughs> we're looking forward to catching up with you at Accountex and all the cool. other events this year um thanks everyone thanks ev thanks ever so much Libby and um we will see you next time for another episode of the bookkeepers podcast take care thank yeah, you, you get Accountex. Bye. Bye. Bye.